Welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmond. Um, I'm calling this episode Mary Grinch Mass. Mary Grinch Miss because this is our quote-unquote special holiday offering from Odd Drummer Gaming. I really don't like the name Odd Drummer Gaming. I, I want to change everything about my life, voice, personality, and soul. Um, this is our Christmas special, I guess, holiday special. Can I say something? Well, not that you can disagree anyway, but if you if someone says Merry Christmas to you and and you're the type of person to say, please don't assume that we all celebrate Christmas. Fuck you. You know what I mean? You're kind of you're kind of the asshole in in that scenario in my opinion. Can you imagine a kid going up to you like Merry Christmas and then someone goes please don't assume we all celebrate Christmas or like someone with a, a men- some sort of mental deficiency and maybe they don't even realize like they don't even know that there's different holidays and they're like Merry Christmas and then you're like please don't assume that we all, you're an asshole. You just are. <coughs> you know? Um, if I, I don't celebrate Hanukkah, if someone said to me, Happy Hanukkah, I, I would either say, Cool, thanks, or, oh, I don't celebrate Hanukkah, but, but thanks. Uh, and then I would ask them about them, like, What are you doing for Hanukkah? Something like that, but to, to do the antagonistic thing like don't assume that we celebrate that we all adhere to you <laughs> fuck off uh, um <laughs> i don't know why this is so angry well it's called merry grinchmas we're all grinches today um i saw the band thrice it live in concert the other day on December 18th, I think, Sunday. I almost didn't go. I got the tickets a long time ago. And then I was like, I work at Amazon. We're going to be real busy. I don't, I'm just not going to go. And I was, I was set to sell them. I was already um, listed them for sale. And then I was listening to them uh, in my car. And I'm like, you know what? I should go. It's the Illusion of Safety 20th Anniversary. And they they might not play these songs again ever, if not for a very long time. And, you know, not all of them. They're not going to play all the songs on the album probably ever again. Unless, you know, the 30th anniversary, which I doubt it. Because Dustin's voice will probably be completely shot by then. But I went. I have a, I had a good time. I just, I got to be honest, the 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 setting in which everyone is pushing, I, I get it. It's fun and exciting. It's not for me. You know, I was in there. I was sleepy. My back hurt. Every, everyone around me stank of armpits and buttholes. 
and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that aspect of it. And I get it. Like, well, you're at a a rock show where the singers scream, and and I get, I get it. But I, I, I should have just went to the side or something. That being said, I they're a very good live band. I enjoyed myself a lot. <coughs> um, what else is there? I guess we should get on with the show um i'm recording this on december 22 let me just talk briefly about amazon so this is our busiest time of year we call it peak i don't know if i'm going to get a cease and desist claim for revealing that we call this time peak um it's very busy I was supposed to work two shifts this morning and I didn't show up because I was not feeling well. I will just be completely honest. I I feel sick. I feel exhausted. I feel weak. Uh, part of my job is pulling and pushing these really heavy carts full filled with heavy packages in them. And it makes my hands and fingers dry and numb. To the point where I tried to play drums and practice drums. Within two minutes, my fingers are completely numb and I cannot proceed practicing drum. It's a real, it's a real bummer. And I am not exaggerating when I say it hurts to stand. It hurts to move. Um, last week, I worked every day except Friday, and I think it took its toll. I. I worked a little bit too much. It was it was too much. This is unnatural for a human being to be on their feet, pushing, pulling, lifting heavy boxes for that many hours. And I know some people have it worse, but acknowledging that other people have it worse doesn't make me feel any different about my situation. My situation also sucks. Um, I... I've been popping cough drops in my throat all morning. Uh, it's actually 2 p.m. right now. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help. I'm, I, I feel horrible. Right before Christmas. I'm almost at the seven-minute uh, seven mark, so I guess we should get on. Um, let me talk. So I, I own... The reason why I'm calling this episode Merry Grinchmas is because I watched all three iterations of The Grinch. Yes, I am talking about Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 1966. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 2000, starring a Jim Carrey. And Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, 2018, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. I also watched... Halloween is Grinch Night, and the Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat. So that's why that's that explains the name of this episode. I want to talk about the three mini... They call them mini-movies from Illumination Studios. They're essentially a rip-off of Disney's Pixar's shorts, but these are mini-movies. So there are three mini-movies on the 2018 4K copy of Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. And 
One of them is called Santa's Little Helpers. You know, as soon as these little minion guys show up, you're you're kind of already laughing. You know, they they have gained that kind of reputation where as soon as you see them, you just smile, you laugh, which good on them, you know. That's I guess it's not really an easy thing to do. So Santa's Little Helpers they're, it, it looks like they're hiding in some sort of box and they accidentally land at the North Pole and they, you know, shen- shenanigans ensue. They end up uh, going into Santa's workshops where the elves are preparing for Santa's trip across the globe. And there's one leader elf who's training new elves and the three minions, who I don't know their names, come in and they're like, oh, we want to be elves. They don't talk words, though. So you get a few, you know, funny physical gags in that one. That one was cool. Then the the middle one is the dog days of Christmas. It's a pretty simple story. The Grinch is sick in bed and... You know, he doesn't really speak. He just coughs, sneezes, and goes, eh. Um, so I'm sure they didn't ask, or maybe they did ask Benedict Cumberbatch, and he was like, bitch, I'm Doc Strange now. I'm traversing the multiverse of madness, motherfuckers. And so they, Max is like worried about his master, so he looks in the cupboard and sees that they're out of tea. So he grabs a coin and travels all the way down to Whoville. He goes to the coffee and tea shop. And the shopkeeper is like, no dogs allowed. Which is a real cunty move, you know what I mean? Um, so Max sneaks in and eventually grabs the tea. And he opens the cash register and pays for it. Travels all the way up Mount Crumpet and, um, you know, mixes up his master a, a nice cup of hot tea. And it, the Grinch is like, ah, and pats the bed. And Max goes on and he sneeze. Max sneezes credits. Not, not too fun, not busting. It was more of a sweet one, not really a funny one. But the best mini-movie, in my opinion, is called Yellow is the New Black. Because two of the minions are in jail. And the fact that they don't explain how or why they are in jail was really making me laugh. No explanation, they're just in jail. And then this big burly man uses them to escape from jail. And... That was funny. Like, a lot of quick, funny, physical gags. I recommend that one a lot. But I recommend all three of them because they're short, sweet. But my favorite is the yellow is the new block. So my recording actually crashed on me as I was telling the the Santa's Little Helper story. My audacity crashed on me. And I was I had talked about a handful of movies already, and now I have to do it again. So I will talk about 
Alien Christmas, Alien Christmas, or Xmas, Alien Xmas is a 2020 American stop-motion animated Christmas film directed by Stephen Chiodo. Stephen Chiodo, when you look him up, he's part of the Chiodo brothers. They they did the killer clowns from outer space. They created puppets and effects for films such as Critters, Ernest Scared Stupid, and Team America World Police. The stop claymation sequence for the large march scene from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So I'm assuming that they just got older and were like, I, I want to make a, or at least Steven was like, I want to make a movie for my kids. So it's a stop motion and features the voices of Keith Farley. D. Bradley Baker, Barbara Goodson, who did Rita Repulsa, the English voice dub, and was also in Final Fantasy VII Remake as the voice of Marl. So Alien Xmas is, again, very... 42 minutes, so I didn't realize it was such a short movie. And it's very influenced by how the Grinch stole Christmas. So we see the influence of how the Grinch stole Christmas goes far and wide across many influences. The The basic gist of Alien Xmas is um, there's this alien race. They, they plan to go to the North Pole and steal Christmas. I forget why. And X is smaller than the rest of the aliens and he feels like he wants to impress the rest of them. So he's like, he volunteers. So they send X down, and he steals all, I think he steals all the, like, decorations and stuff. Very Grinch-influenced. And then this little girl shows him kindness and generosity, and he's like, and he turns into, like, a different color. And then the rest of the aliens come, and then X is like, and... You know, it's a happy ending. John Favreau executive produced the movie. He also plays the dad, uncredited. Um, it's fine. It's kind of a fun movie. I think kids would like it. Um, and the claymation is cool. They don't really do it a lot anymore, probably because it's a pain in the ass to do. But it's fun. Next, Halloween is Grinch Night. <coughs> so I have the Ultimate Collector. I think it's called the ulti- Ultimate Edition or Ultimate Collector's Edition of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And it includes Halloween is Grinch Night and The Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat, which I will talk about shortly. Halloween is Grinch Night I watched a while ago. And I, um, I kind of barely remember it. And it just feels like everything. It it feels like that 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It to me, I'll talk about it later. But it to me, it feels like lightning in a bottle. Um, I'll just talk about that later. But I I don't understand. Um. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas came out in 1966. 
Halloween is Grinch Night came out in 1977. So it's 11 years later. I would think that, you know, music and sound technology is now 11 years improved. Uh, vocal recording improved. Animation technology improved. But for whatever reason, I just feel like these other specials are... Um, not memorable in every way. I mean, there's a, there's a song in this. But the gist of it is like, the Grinch comes out only once a year. Ooh, there's a spooky wind. The Grinch is coming out, so everyone's scared. So everyone goes into their houses and closes the doors and windows. And and then the Grinch is like, oh, it's our time to come out. Let's go, Max. And I I don't remember if I've mentioned this already. I mentioned it earlier before Audacity crashed. But the color of the Grinch is like a puke green. Or like a pale green. It's very ugly, not pleasant <coughs> green. And in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, he's like a bright, pleasant-looking green. like Almost like a neon glow-in-the-dark green. And in these other specials, he's very ugly looking. And maybe that's the point. But I don't know why for The Grinch Stole Christmas, he looks better. A lot better. <coughs> so basically, at the end of of Halloween is Grinch Night, he runs into Eukariah. <coughs> Eukariah runs out to go to the euphemism. I don't know what that means. Um... Uh, according to Wikipedia, it's a shitter. Oh, wait a minute. It's an outhouse. It's an outhouse is a small structure. Uh, this thing is so it's confusing. And then the Grinch tries to scare Eukariah. And he's like, I'm going to scare you. And then Eukariah is like, I'm not scared. And then Eukariah is like, well... The wind is done. The wind is gone. So you know what that means. The boobles bobs stops boobles bobbing. And the bleeble blobs stop bleeble blowing. And the bra 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 And then the Grinch is like, oh, you're right. I'll go back home. I did not like this. Um, I did not like Halloween is Grinch Night. I... I feel like I I might wa rewatch this and the Grinch Grinch's the Cat in the Hat just because they're like twenty five twenty six minutes long, but I didn't like either. The Grinch Grinch's the Cat in the Hat. <coughs> Again, same thing. He has the color of puke, and in the beginning of the Grinch Grinch's the Cat in the Hat. He he's happy in the morning. He's like, "What a beautiful morning!" And even Max is like, "What the fuck? Why is the Grinch so happy?" And he goes to the mirror and he's like, "It's a beautiful morning." And then the mirror Grinch is like, "You are the Grinch. You are sad, angry, and you you need to prove you are the Grinch and make others' lives miserable." And then real life Grinch is like, you're right. 
So he goes out and makes everyone's lives miserable, namely the cat in the hat. And I didn't, I never really knew the demeanor of the cat in the hat. I've never seen Mike Myers, the cat in the hat, but the cat in the hat is basically the anti Grinch. And the cat in the hat is like, doop doop doo, I'm a cat in the hat. I'm the cat, cat, cat in the hat. And the Grinch is like, fuck you, cat in the hat. I'm going to make your life miserable. So those two characters clash and they the Grinch just uses all his gizmos to make the cat in the hat miserable. And then for whatever reason the cat in the hat grabs a bunch of people, goes outside of the Grinch's house and sings a song about the Grinch's mom. And the Grinch is like, "Oh mom, how I miss you." Credits. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't know. Not, I think Dr. Seuss, Ted Geisel, Theodore Geisel was a genius. But not all not all of these are classics, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't know why. <coughs> I don't know. I think these other specials kind of suck. And I, I wonder if there are other specials besides... I'm going to try to look it up. Um, the Grinch. It's a fictional character created by Dr. Seuss, best known as the main character of the 1957 children's book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, history... Uh, Boris Karloff, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Halloween is Grinch Night. Dan Castanolata, so apparently he appeared in Tiny Toon Adventures. He was voiced by Walter Matthau in a Random House home video. There's something called The Wobulous World of Dr. Seuss. He made an appearance on Family Guy. Um... <coughs> so and there's a musical oh there's something called the mean one I, I heard about this the mean one is a 2022 American Christmas slasher film directed by Stephen Lamorte and written by Flip and Finn Cobbler the film is a horror parody of the 1957 children's book How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss, starring David Howard Thornton as the eponymous character. <coughs> um, got negative reviews. I'm interested just because I'm in a I'm in a Grinchy mood. Also, I wonder what happened to that Winnie the Pooh um, parody. Anyway. I was trying to look up it to see if he he if he stars in other books, but uh, there's no quick way to see it. So, oh well. Let's move on, shall we? Um. <coughs> so let's start with how the Grinch stole Christmas two thousand. I remember watching it the first time long ago. I didn't like it. 
And then I remember rewatching it years ago and kind of liking it. And then now I watched it in 2022 and I I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. Because the first half hour I was not enjoying it. I was like, wow. Probably mainly because I was looking forward to watching The Ridge from 1966. And the 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 beginning of this movie, 2000 movie, it's very weird. Everything is weird. Um, I want to comment that <coughs> it's weird because How the Grinch Stole Christmas was a 1957 book, 1966 animated special, and... Tim Burton and Danny Elfman, are, I will say, are both big fans of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So Tim Burton makes, well, he didn't direct it, but he quote-unquote made The Nightmare Before Christmas, which was highly influenced by How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And this 2000 live-action film feels like a Pee Wee Herman movie to me in in terms of like the way it's shot, the set design, the character design. It it feels very weird, very playful, very zany, silly, goofy. And (coughs) it's interesting because this movie now... this movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas 2000, feels influenced by Tim Burton when Tim Burton was influenced by the original movie. So it's like flip-flopping. It's a weird cultural shift. I don't think that's the right word. but The first 30 minutes of this movie, I did not like. I just felt it was weird. The jokes were not landing. Um, there's that... You know, they're <coughs> uh, everyone's like running around buying stuff and they're really hammering the point like Christmas isn't about the gifts, which, you know, I get it. But um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas was able to do it in 26 minutes. And I know it's not fair to compare a 26 minute short or special to a full-length feature, but I feel like this would have been a better movie if they just made it into a short. Uh, I know they wouldn't do that because they're trying to make money. They're trying to make a full-length feature, but there's this whole section. There's this whole weird flashback where (coughs) they show the Grinch as a kid Played by Josh Ryan Evans. I look him I look him up. Dead. Um He He had achondroplasia, a form of dwarfism, and he died at age twenty. So that bummed me out. And that that flashback sequence to me. And I get it, like, 
If you're trying to make a full-length feature from a book, which you can read in perhaps six minutes, and you're trying to make a full-length feature based on a 26-minute special, you're going to have to add some fluff is a negative term for it, but filler is a negative term for it. But you're going to have to add some things in there that were not there in the original. <coughs> so there was this lengthy section where it's a flashback where he's like being bullied by the mayor and he likes this girl Martha May and I just thought it was weird and unnecessary. <coughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Before Carrie was cast as the Grinch, Jack Nicholson, Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Tom Hanks, Tim Curry, and Eddie Murphy were all considered. I can picture Jack Nicholson, Robin Williams. Tom Hanks feels too nice. Tim Curry, for sure. Dustin Hoffman, maybe. Eddie Murphy, probably. Tom Hanks doesn't really fit that, I don't think. <coughs> I was reading about Taylor Momsen. I hope she's okay. Um, I I was looking through pictures, and one of them was like, she talks about the abuse, or I didn't really read the headline. I didn't want to bum my bum myself out too much, but I hope she's okay. She like, I thought she was great in this movie. She was really sweet. Um, I liked her character of Cindy Lou Who. I liked Jim Carrey in the role, and his ro he. They just let him go off the chain, off the rope. Um, and I liked it. I thought he was funny. Um, the Where the movie took a turn for me for the better was when Cindy Lou Who shows up at his house. And I remember when he put on a white shirt and was ripping it open, I sort of chuckled and I started laughing a little bit during that sequence. And my favorite, like, Joe, Joe DeRosa of We'll See You in Hell fame, he mentions that he's seen clips of the movie. He doesn't want to watch the whole movie, but he saw a clip where the Grinch in this movie is listing a bunch of things he has to do on his schedule. And he says... 4.30, stare into the abyss, which I thought was funny. But my favorite joke, which I had to, I rewound actually, was when he says, solve world hunger, tell nobody. Um, my delivery was terrible, but the way he says it in the movie is very funny. And that was my favorite. It was like a throwaway joke. Um, Anthony Hopkins as the narrator. <coughs> And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on a, on the podcast, but whenever I see a, a, a pet or an animal in an older movie, I immediately think like, oh, that dog is long gone. So I must, I'm pretty sure um, Max, who was played by a dog named Kelly, this movie came out in 2000, it is now 2022 sure that dog is long gone um r.i.p Vern troyer played a band member r.i.p 
for some reason. Well, in the credits, it said Bryce Howard, but we all know her now as Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, so, like I said, the first 30 minutes are not great. And for me, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard for me to like a movie when I was bored and not liking the first 30 minutes because that kind of establishes your mood throughout the rest of the movie. But by the end, like, there are moments in the movie where it reaches an emotional peak. It, whenever this, whenever the song um, Welcome Christmas, whenever that comes on, I I kind of get teary-eyed. I, d- I don't know why. There's something about the chords, something about the melody. just hits me in a weird way. And, um, you know, when Jim Carrey lifts up the sled... Like the, it's a good moment in the movie, and Jim Carrey's good in it. I don't think it's terrible. Um, I think it's a good holiday watch. I think you know it's a good message, and it's just there's some weird humor in it. Um, at one point, Jim Carrey's running through the town, and he tries to hail a taxi, and he says, "It's because." <laughs> It's because I'm green, isn't it? Like the taxi passes by him and he goes, it's because I'm green, isn't it? Which (laughs) obviously is a reference to racism. And when he goes down to Whoville to be the cheermeister, the mayor brings up his two old biddies. I I didn't know biddies was an actual word. I thought it was a slang word, a negative slang word. But he goes, a family reunion, you're two old biddies. And then Jim Carrey goes, are you two still living? Which I thought was funny. And at one point where they're they're speeding down the hill on the sled with Cindy Lou Who. And, the, and Jim Carrey falls onto the sled. Um, and Cindy Lou Who goes, are you okay, Mr. Grinch? And the subtitles say... Are you kidding? The sun is bright and the powder's bitching. And I rewound it, and I'm not sure if that's what he said. I don't know if the subtitle people were just having fun or if they actually say bitching in a children's family movie. I'm not sure. I, I Not that it bothered me. I'm just pointing it out. But um, not a complete waste of time. It has its moments. And I like the emotional beats at the end. Now let's move on to The Grinch. I don't know why they decided to call this The Grinch, um, the 2018 The Grinch, or Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. I mean, it's called... How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I don't know why they just decided to change it. Maybe to be cool? I don't know. 2018 American computer animated Christmas fantasy comedy film produced by Illumination and distributed by Universal Pictures. (coughs) Based on the book. Third screen adaptation of the story. Um, I wonder if Lorax... Is worth a rewatch or Horton Hears a Who, also starring Jim Carrey. 
This film was directed by Scott Mosier and Yaro Cheney. <coughs> I apologize. I am sick and not feeling well. Uh, Scott Mosier, I used to be a big fan of from the uh, Smodcast days. And I kind of... That's this is me opening a cough drop, folks. I'm sorry, but this is the quality you expect from a Filipino American dipshit. Um, I kind of stopped listening to Scott Mosier and Kevin Smith over the years. Uh, I mentioned this before, I'm sure, but on Smodcast when he goes. Welcome to Smodcast. I'm your host, Kevin Smith. Okay. As soon as he says, okay, I know it's a solo podcast or Scott Mosher's not day there. So I turn it off. Because he used to go, welcome to Smodcast. I'm Kevin Smith. And then Scott used to go, I'm Scott Mosher. But as soon as K. Smith goes, okay, I'm like, off. No offense. It's just, I like the two of them together. And so it was, uh, it was fun to see him and the special features on the 4K. I have the 4K disc, people. I got a PS5. The movie looks great. The movie really looks beautiful. Um, the artists and the whatever compositors, editors did a really good job. It looks great. <laughs> The world building, in my opinion, does a much, much better job than the 2000 film. Because like I said, the 2000 film, I was bored and didn't like the weirdness of the first half hour. In this one, you have just little moments of them panning through the town. And you already get uh, the nice holiday Christmas feeling. And it's fun to see Whoville. And um, Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, is a great actor. And I really like his performance in this. I I was watching the special features and you hear him. You hear his normal voice and he's like, "Um, the Grinch is the Well, he has a deeper register. He's like, the Grinch is such an interesting character. But when you when he talks as the Grinch, he's like, come on, Max, almost like a Tom Hanks. Um, we have to kill. Oh, he doesn't really say we have to kill, but we have to steal Christmas. His voice is higher register in the movie than his normal voice, which I really respect him. Um, it almost makes me want to watch because I saw a short clip of him doing mocap, motion capture for um. Smaug, Lord of the Rings, or Hobbit of the Rings, Smaug. And I don't know why they would have him do mocap, because he's playing a giant lizard dragon. You know what I mean? <coughs> it's not uh, It's not like his face is going to resemble, I don't know, but I was impressed to see that clip of him doing mocap stuff. So to me, that's a real, a real craft craftsman, craft person, a really per, a 
really good actor who really dives into the craft, and I really respect that. Um, and I really liked his vocal performance because he doesn't sound like Doctor Strange or Sherlock or Benedict Cumberbatch. He sounds like the Grinch. Um, I was really impressed. I liked him in this movie. Rashida Jones plays a a white woman. I was like, okay. Kenan, <laughs> Kenan Thompson was very funny. Angela Lansbury plays the... Uh, Mayor Pharrell Williams narrates. <laughs> he, he he's fine, but I mean you're comparing it to Boris Karloff and Anthony Hopkins. So <coughs> I'm just saying. Um, this movie grossed over $512 million worldwide, becoming the highest-grossing Christmas film of all time, as well as the highest-grossing Dr. Seuss film adaptation. Received mixed reviews from critics, which surprised me, because I enjoyed this movie a lot. Praised the animation and the vocal performances, particular from Cumberbatch, but felt the film added little or nothing new to the source material. <coughs> I mean, I get that, but I don't know. Why do you need to add to the original? You know what I mean? The original is a, a classic. Um, <coughs> let's see. Hold on. Let me read this Wikipedia. Glenn Kenny of the New York Times wrote, Said dog Max is the most charming character in this version. Directed by Scott Mosher and Yara Chani, the filmmakers keep the visuals merry and popping bright. Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the Grinch opts not to compete with Karloff at all, which is smart and speaks in an American accent, sounding rather like Bill Hader, which is confusing. Um, I, I didn't think Bill Hader at all. A tepid hip-hop song about the Grinch plays over the end credits. Um, you know, I remember reviewing this movie a while ago on Letterboxd. <laughs> I remember saying I didn't like the 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 hip hop songs in it, which sounds, you know, racially motivated, and I really didn't mean it to be. I just meant that. I don't know. You you have the Grinch. I, I kind of want that orchestral instrumental instrumental score, I guess. I don't know. But I actually kind of like that version, Tyler, the creator's version of the song. You're a mean one. It's kind of a cool twist. I think they put it in the movie too early because that song at this point is like iconic, it's fun, it's everyone associates that song with the Grinch and they play it like very very early in the movie and I I wish they would have held on to it for a little bit maybe placed it into the middle so people can anticipate it and get excited for it but like right away they're like you're a mean one um 
but I liked it. I, my favorite part of this movie, other than Benedict Cumberbatch's performance, is the sequence where he's stealing stuff because they kind of added all this stuff that he's like a genius, almost like a genius inventor. So he has this morphing candy cane that turns into a magnet. It turns into a helicopter that flies him up. So it extends, it shortens, it helps him roll down the chimney. And he has all these gadgets and gadgets. And I like that. That's my favorite part of the movie. Um, if I'm being honest, I found the character of Cindy Lou Who a little annoying. I feel bad even saying that. I think she just has too much energy. And I'm like, I relate a lot to the Grinch. I'm tired, low energy, depressed, anxious. And she has just so much energy. It's It's hard to relate to it. It's hard to keep up with it. And in the 2000 Grinch, I felt she was lower energy and a lot sweeter um, and kind of meeker and gentler. In this one, she's like rolling down hills and she's like a sporty type. (coughs) And again, I will say that this movie felt influenced by Tim Burton. And this movie is um, scored by Danny Elfman. So that's another reason why it feels influenced by Tim Burton. But there's this part where um, he he says something like, "Um, I'm going to ruin Christmas if it's the last thing I do. And they pan out and you can see the silhouette of him in the window. And I'm like, this looks like a scene influenced by Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's very weird. Again, I'll say it because I want to reiterate my point. But Tim Burton and Danny Elfman appear in the special features of the How the Grinch Stole Christmas (coughs) Blu-ray. Saying they're big fans of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And obviously that influenced Nightmare Before Christmas. But now you have a 2018 Grinch movie that feels influenced by Tim Burton and Danny Elfman and also Danny Elfman wrote the score for this Um, but I really like this movie I think it's really fun and it looks great Um, and I love Fred I love the addition of Fred and spoiler alert I when I watched it this second time around I didn't anticipate the return of Fred. Of course, he was going to come back. But when he did, I kind of like chuckled with emotion. I was like, oh, Fred. Um, And there's that scene where the Grinch is like, Max, you're the best dog a Grinch could ever have. And the way the animators animated Max, he's like almost, he's trying to choke back a cry. And I'm like, why is this making me feel so much? It's a fake dog. Um, so I will end with the classic How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <coughs> you know, I I knew the story of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if this is the first time I've watched the whole thing through. I remember it coming... Like, I, d- I don't have the childhood nostalgia for this movie. Uh, it, this was simply not part of a, my childhood, the 1966 special. I know it was a part of many childhoods. I was actually talking to a 23-year-old co-worker, which is really annoying, <coughs> at work, and... It's funny because I wanted to ask her about How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I asked her randomly. I asked her, what's your favorite movie? She thought about it. And then she was like, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I was like, no way. I just I just watched it. Um, before I forget, there is a TNT special on the How the Grinch Stole Christmas Blu-ray with Phil Hartman. And I did not know that was on there. I did not know he made an appearance. So it's very fun seeing him. In something. Um, there was also a special with a bunch of child actors. And the only one I recognized was the short or the rotund. I don't know the right word we're supposed to say these days, folks. The The kid from Modern Family, he's, he's a young boy in this special. They're talking about the Grinch like... Oh, I love when he says noise, noise, noise. And he just pops up. I'm like, hey, it's the kid from Modern Family. Um, so I, I watched the animated special today. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the first time I've seen it end to end. And even then, I was kind of looking at my phone, which I regret. But I have attention problems, as does the rest of the globe. Um... There's something really special about the special. <coughs> uh, I have so many thoughts. I don't want to forget anything. One of them is um, Thorl Ravenscroft, who possibly has the coolest name that has ever existed. He sang the... He was uncredited vocalist for the song You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And he has done a bunch of voices for Disneyland, um, Disney World. He has a very deep voice. He was known for the Tony the Tiger. You're Oh, I already messed it up. Sorry, Thorold Ravenscroft. They're great. Um... He passed in 2005, R.I.P. Thrill Ravenscroft. God damn it. (laughs) But he talks in the special how, well, Theodore Geisel, a.k.a. Dr. Seuss, was apologizing to him profusely, saying that there's no on-screen credit for Thrill Ravenscroft. And he was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And they don't really give an explanation. Maybe it was just a mistake or maybe some intern messed it up. But And then uh, Theodore Geisel proceeded to, like, I don't know, call shows or call, you know, write articles saying, Thurl Ravenscroft was the voice of the of the song. He was, he was the guy. And um, it, it kind of bummed me out because that song, like... <coughs> Boris Karloff obviously did an amazing job 
voicing the Grinch and narrating it. But like like in We'll See You in Hell, they do the um they did a commentary for how the Grinch stole Christmas and then Joe says the best part of this movie is that Boris Karloff narrates and then I think he just goes you're a mean one Mr. Grinch like and there's no of course no mention of Thurl Ravenscroft so maybe Joe DeRosa knows maybe Pat Walsh knows maybe both of them forgot or maybe they simply don't know because there's no on-screen credit for Thurl Ravenscroft so just know that Thurl Ravenscroft is an amazing actor and singer and he sang the iconic song you're a mean one mr grinch <coughs> also look up the lyrics to the full song of you're a mean one mr grinch because i was listening it to it in the car and it was really cracking me up because it was a guy just really roasting the grinch and basically throwing hurling insults and it, it just gets deeper and deeper and it's very funny also, I want to shout out another dead man. Albert Haig, who was a German-American songwriter, composer, and actor. He wrote the music um, and, I guess, the songs to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, I'm trying to look... Um, why isn't it here? Jeez. It's not here. Um, <coughs> he was the composer for the TV musical cartoon How the Grinch Stole Christmas and some songs in the 2000 musical version. Oh, in the musical version. Um... To me, I would consider him an unsung hero. Kind of like um, how Thrills Ravenscroft is to this movie. Because I had never heard of Albert Haig. And most people have, or I can't say that, but I assume a lot of people have never heard of Albert Haig. He was a composer for this, so... Theodore Geisel, Dr. Seuss, wrote the lyrics, obviously, to, you know, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. I believe he wrote the lyrics, Dr. Seuss. And then, you know, the weird lyrics to... I'm pretty sure Dr. Seuss wrote the lyrics, but... Albert Haig wrote the melody and the chords and the music. And I think he's a genius... Um, I don't know his other work. Like, he appears in the special features on the Blu-ray as well. At one point... Jesus Christ. Shortly before he was to be inducted into the Hitler Youth. Um, if you hover over Hitler Youth, a picture of a swastika shows up. He and his mo uh, shortly before that happened, he and his mother fled to Rome. Thank Christ. <laughs> um, but 
you know, his Wikipedia is very short. He mentions in the documentary that despite the success of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I was never asked again to score uh, any sort of animation or anything like that. And I can't help but wonder why. Um, there's a song he refers to as a polka track. Trim up the tree. That actually sounds like the Tiny Toons theme. But I I don't know. I, I feel like this movie is a flash in the pan because you have also, I, I haven't mentioned yet, it was directed and co-produced by Chuck Jones who was a a legendary animator known for his looney tunes work so this is what i think you have chuck jones leading the pack and then you have the they're basing this work on theodore geisel dr seuss his artwork and his lyrics you have Albert Haig, an unsung hero who most people have never heard of, who I think is a genius, just for this work alone. Like, he, he mentioned this story where he, he would go to colleges and no one knows who he was, but when he says, oh, I wrote the music for How the Grinch Stole Christmas, people would applaud. Um, and you have Thurl Ravenscroft, uncredited singer. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, and this movie, it's a simple thing. You know, Chuck Jones in the, sp- in the special features, he made me laugh. He said, you know, the Grinch, uh, you know, everybody hates Christmas a little bit. There's there's no denying that. And I, th- I thought that was very funny. He said it so matter-of-factly. And that's true. But you have this... You know, I th- I believe June Foray, who's a legendary voice actor, she played uh, Cindy Lou Who, I believe. Um, and so this movie, to me, it's like 26 minutes long. It's a 25 minutes long. It feels like lightning in a bottle, flash in the pan. <coughs> I mean... Uh, last time I went to Universal Studios, I went after the New Year, and they still have the season's offerings up, so they have, like, this whole, tooth, like, How the Grinch Stole Christmas 2000 version, they have a short presentation where the mayor comes out and the Grinch comes out, they're still celebrating this Dr. Seuss's work from his 1957 book. Um, the simple story about a grump who I, I really relate to that. Like I hate everything. Um, I try to be polite. I try to be nice, but I, I have pure hatred and darkness in my heart. I don't think my heart is two times too small. I have a full heart, but it's filled with darkness and hatred for everything and everyone. I really believe that. Uh, I'll tell you one thing before I go. <coughs> my 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 mom. To- we were at an Asian 
uh, 99 Ranch supermarket. My mom was like, look for spicy noodles for our, for your nephew. And my nephew's kind of mean to me. You know, he's at that age where he's kind of mean to me. So I got the the spiciest <laughs> noodles I could find. And I'm like, should I be mean or should I be nice? And I, I got the spiciest one. And he's at that age where he wants to be like, manly he's he's like this isn't spicy it's not spicy and i got him like the 2x the super spicy noodles um we'll see how that goes anyway i am the grinch i am the scrooge i am a grump i am the asshole basically but if i see you face to face i try i try to be nice i try to be kind i don't know what to say but I don't think I've ever seen the Char- a Charlie Brown Christmas in its entirety. I was looking to buy that that movie that has the three specials on it: Charlie Brown Christmas, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown Pumpkin, Great Pumpkin Patch, and the Thanksgiving. But anyway, this. I mean, this year, I really fully embraced the Grinch like I never have before. I I really feel like I love the Grinch. I'm a huge, prior to this month, I would have never thought that I was a huge Grinch fan. And now I am. And now I totally understand um, why it's a huge thing. And you know the story of the Grinch it's very simple it's about a it's about a grump and he's like oh, I hate Christmas I hate the joy I hate the songs I hate the decorations I hate the presents uh, I'm going to try to ruin everyone's fun So he tries to ruin it kind of like how I bought the spiciest noodles for my nephew and then he realizes like oh I tried to ruin it but it's not ruined they don't they don't care about the presents and the decorations. They, Christmas is something more. Christmas is something better. It's it's kindness and generosity and peace. Blah blah blah. So he decides to give everything back, and and he was, you know, sad and of being alone for the longest time. And in in the other in the two thousand movie two thousand eighteen movie, they tried to incorporate flashbacks. And tried to give him a reason for being an asshole. But the 25-minute one, they're like, there's no room for it. He's just an asshole. And I kind of like it. I mean, again, when you try to convert a 25-minute special to a full length, you're going to have to add some things. But I kind of like in the special, he's just an asshole. Because we all have like childhood trauma, past traumas that we can't help but fight with in our day-to-day lives in the present day anyway i'm over an hour now um happy holidays merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa i'm gonna be real honest i have no idea what what kwanzaa is i should look it up i should open my mind um, I'll be honest again, I probably won't. I probably won't. But take care of each other. 
Take care of yourselves. Take care of your mental health. I hope your pets are well, alive, and thriving. Thank you for listening, and say hi to your pets for me. Happy holidays.